everyone and welcome back to the It's Good to Talk podcast. So joining me today is RJ and Rissa. Now we've just discovered something about um, ourselves that we are all basically the same um, person in different ways. So we all do public speaking in some way. Um, <laughs> and me and Rissa also do a lot of um, crazy things like walking and, and running in different ways as well. So um, the main reason we have RJ and Rissa on today is because they are both parents and they're also both American. Now, this obviously comes after, I'm going to call it what it is, the massacre in Texas, um, the school massacre in Texas, um, and basically want to talk about how it's um, it's being felt by parents, because um, I, I know a lot of us can see how we want, especially anyone listening to this in the UK, although according to YouTube, I have a bigger audience uh, in the US, but um, I know many in, in the UK would just be like, well, what the fuck is going on? But I thought as it was in a, a school and there have been several school shootings already this year, um, it's really a good idea to talk to some parents in, in the US. So um, as RJ has been on here loads already, I'm going to start with Rissa. So um, Rissa, um, do you just want to tell us how you're feeling right now with everything that's going on? I'm not going to lie. I actually took a social media break. I um, decided to take a little bit of a break because of everything kind of going on. It's very overwhelming. And as someone who really genuinely cares about people and other people's well-being, um, I just needed to take some self-care and kind of decompress from it all because it's a lot right now, honestly. Um, so just kind of feeling overwhelmed. I'm anxious as a parent because I do have a kid in school, and so that's very scary. Yeah. Um, that's it. So, how about you, RJ? How is like just a general feeling at the moment? Um, everything I did with my kids this week, I took a little bit more time, hmm. been a little bit more patient. Um, but honestly, I'm pissed off. That's like the overwhelming feeling that I have. Like I, I'm sad, right? I'm very sad. Uh, but I'm very pissed off because we just talked about you and I and Mons had a podcast that we literally just talked about this. And if I asked you how many school shootings in the United States there's been this year, what would be your answer to that number? It's about 60, isn't it? 280. Yeah. That's the last count I saw. Yeah, I think I, my my stat on it is is out of date by then. But that yeah, and you're right. We did um, we did a, a podcast, um, my other podcast, um, uh, the um, Kicks the Crotch podcast, where we talk about you know violence and everything like that. And one of the things I said was, there's nothing on this world that would make me ever want to live in America. Nothing about America appeals to me. Um, and one of the worst things is, and as I said, is I, I think at the time I had only just come back from the Middle East. I went and I'd been traveling and one of the places I went to was the Middle East. Um, I felt massively safe, no issues whatsoever being in the Middle East. I would not feel as safe to um, fly to America by any means. Um, you've got the, the fakeness of the, T, uh, the TSA who have never stopped fucking anything. And 95% of the stuff that was um, checked by them never actually got picked up. So they're ineffective at the best of times. Um, when I was in the Middle East, had no issue. The two times um, I've been in a couple of countries in the Middle East, um, I actually plan to be in the Middle East again um, relatively soon if I can be. Um, no issue with that whatsoever. I have no concern about it at all. The main concern being in the US is I'm going to get shot. 
And it's that's just what I think. That's just and the, so you've asked me that question. I asked it to both of you. There so is, real quick, I was wrong. That was the mass shootings in the United States. The school shootings is at twenty seven. Okay, school. It's much better. Yeah, I mean it's the fact that I mean I wouldn't even distinguish. To be perfectly honest, but um, yeah, it, it is. Mazda even have it at that. Um, I think, you know, that the idea that we have um, a distinction there, like, and I think that's that's the point as well. And I said at the beginning that I'll call it what it is, is a massacre, because the last school shooting in the UK is called by everyone the Dumblane Massacre. It is not called the Dumblane School Shooting. But the problem is, is that every time there's a school shooting in the US, it's called a school shooting. And it's treated more mundanely it's treated as if oh it's a school shooting i can be fucking anything you can be going out shooting for whatever but we called it fucking massacre and the the fact that we changed things there you know um our the, the uh fucking andy murray the um tennis player actually was was in dunblane at the school that got shot up he was one of the kids that was was okay the day that it happened. So um, and you know he he could have not been here if those those haven't changed. A, 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 like a whole thing of of um, of media impact would have changed as well. It's everything. Now you asked me how many there'd been. I've got a question for both of you. There is a world listing of the safest countries in the world um, in order, basically safest to the least safe. It doesn't include all of them. It is only 163. Now. Given that, you know, the U.S. is a supposedly safe country, all this kind of stuff, where do you think it comes on the listing of 163 countries um, with the safest country being um, Iceland is the safest by by miles? Um, it, it breaks it down into whether you have nuclear weapons, whether you have terrorist attacks, um, how many people are in prison, um, let me check. Uh, security officers and police, the homicides you have in the country, um, your access to weapons, everything like that. Where do you think you come? So the Iceland is number one, um, like the safest by far. And then the least safe is uh, Afghanistan. Where do you think? What number do you think the U.S. is? Go on, RJ. I'll say 142. What about you, Risa? I'm going to give us just a little bit more hope, and I'm going to say 90. Okay, so basically in between the two of you, the U.S. is 122nd. Now, to put that in perspective, I'm going to name a few of the countries that are safer than the U.S. according to the national. This is done by researchers across a mass. This is not just some guy doing it. You can go and check on these. This is done by mass researchers across all those different specifications. Some of the countries that are more safe by this listing than the U.S. coming in 119 is the Republic of Congo. Um, then you. Yeah. I thought they were going to be last. Uh, they're at 119. 108. You have Haiti. Oh, my God. I'm so shocked right now. Um, 83, you have Rwanda. Let's wait till you hear Iraq is above the United no, States. Iraq is not above. Iraq is... 
Iraq is um, is 159th. Um, now, to put this into perspective, for anyone that's um, listening, going, oh, well, the UK is probably not that safe. The UK is, and we're, uh, we're 33rd. We are 89 places above the, the US. And this is a place that has had a school shooting 30 years ago. Um, you know, the, the place that Ghana is above you, um, Mongolia, Sierra Leone, which that may mean more to, to, to people of our age range than maybe younger people listening to this, because younger people will be like, what do you mean? That doesn't matter. To us, Sierra Leone, in our way of thinking, because it was the 90s into 2000s, it's a fucking war zone. That's what Sierra Leone means to us, because that's what we grew up with. Um, the one that I find, I don't want to say amusing because of what it is, but Vietnam is 50th. Oh my! You know these places are um, Timor is fifty sixth. You know these are places that are massively, massively, massively above um, the US, like hugely above the US. And it's just, it's embarrassing. Isn't really the word. It's or it's somewhat scary. It's. it's sad sad honestly especially because of the way that the u.s is depicted like like me and you like i like rj are you shocked a little bit right now because i'm totally shocked because look i like in a sense of like yes i know the state that we are in but like i guess i didn't really get to see the other ones being above us because of how they are depicted to us Mm -hmm. and the, the only reason sorry to cut you off the only reason i'm not shocked is because of the discussion that I had with Adam on his previous podcast, like it pulled a lot of the wool from in front of my eyes that uh, how things really are. Yeah. I mean, I was, so, so the two places uh, in the Middle East, are, uh, so Jordan, Israel, which are both described to everyone as They're so dangerous. Like that. When I was in Israel, it was pitch black and I went out walking at 11, 11, 12 o'clock at night. And I was on my phone vlogging at the same time never had a problem in jordan i went out midnight one o'clock in the morning went out to get some um kanafa which is really weird but delicious dessert if anyone wants to try it um and it was you know it's packed and it was really busy and everywhere there never had a problem i was in the fucking desert for god knows how long never had a problem um but yeah it's the depictions of this stuff is just nonsense um you know and i mean so I'm looking at the breakdown here. So the uh, the things that you are seen as, because it's, it's color-coded, the things that you are basically safe on is, um, which this may change, this one, uh, political uh, stability. You're in the dark green for that. You're fine. Um, weapons imports is actually safe in the yeah, U.S. Import all the weapons in the world. Yep. Um, deaths from conflict internally is green armed services personnel is is dark green um displaced people is dark green and internal conflicts fought is dark green where you really have the full-on bright fucking red is when it comes to external conflicts fought obvious to the best of the world anyway uh, nuclear and heavy weapons is actually that's where the the uk is in the red as well is nuclear basically if you're a nuclear power you're fucking red. Um, 
and weapons exports. Now, weapons exports is actually so red that it is in the five out of five worst you can get. The other one that is five out of five worst you can get is in jailed population, because you have jailed population. And I think I've said this before, you have more people in jails than um, the population of around um, the 50 lowest populated countries in the world. Um, and, you know, this is ridiculous. Like I say, the UK is 33rd and this is where it comes from. And even in then when we get into the orange and yellow, so that's still quite bad, then we immediately see homicides, access to weapons, violent demonstrations, terrorist activities, military expenditure, um, deaths from conflicts externally, uh, militarization, all of the ones, everything that involves a gun, basically, is the second we step down from red into the orange, bang, everything is a gun. Everything that's a fucking gun. And it's just, it's so weird. And I think you pointed out, Risa, is that a lot of it comes down to how you have this North Korea idea on journalism. Uh, because I, I, I've said this a few times, that I think America is North Korea just friendlier. I, I, yeah. Because I have never spoken to people that are so blinkered, and I'll, we'll probably get it on this video, and to all, uh, all of you out there, go fuck yourselves, read a book. Um, you are the most closed off to know anything. And that's why there's actually a TikTok about this that somebody and a, a fair play to them. An American basically just said, sent a TikTok out saying to the rest of the world, what do you think about this? And the same response came back every single time. But there's a reason for it. And it sounds harsh. But the first response is, we think you're stupid. But the reason is because you you're never told or taught or looked to know anything outside of the country. And so everything you have is this person's amazing because of this, 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 this. this. Everything was invented by America, which it fucking wasn't. You know, the amount of times I've had to correct someone that says the car was created by America. No, it fucking wasn't. It was created by the Germans. And the idea that Henry Ford completely changed the, the revolution of, um, of how you did a production line. He introduced it. The Japanese actually more revolutionized it. You know, everything is wrong. The idea of um, Edison creating the light bulb, he didn't. The light bulb existed when he started working on it. And the person that actually probably helped him with most of it was Tesla, who was fucking Serbian. Like, everything. That's the problem. And, and I, I saw something earlier is that the biggest issue is when anything that's in this idea of American exceptionalism is pushed the other way to suggest that anybody else invented or anybody else does anything that is good, immediately the blinkers go on in America to say, no, it can't be good because we didn't do it. And it comes from so many presidents saying the same bullshit. Trump certainly didn't help. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't know, I, I, I will relate back because otherwise I'll go into a rant, but I'm just going to relate back to you guys to see after that kind of breakdown of where you are in, in terms of safety in general and just a little piece of what people think. What do you, what do you, and that is from last year. And it's probably got worse because last year you had less school shootings and less, and less uh, mass shootings. So it's probably got worse. So you're 122 on old data. Um, but what do you have, Well, you can't shoot up a school if there's nobody there. So. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was the, that was the best, the best line from, um, from uh, the Trump, the Trumpers and Trumpettes of like, oh well, school students have gone down under Trump. Yeah, because no one's in fucking school, you morons. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Risa, what, what's your kind of take on this? I mean, 
I'm not like I'm not shocked. Um, I am pretty at a of like what are we doing? Like America, what are we doing? Like we have all of the resources to be doing great. We we have all of the resources and um we're just at a point where we are all angry at each other instead of being angry at the people that we should be angry at. And that's why I'm frustrated, I guess. Yeah. Because y'all we all re- there's so many people that rather close their eyes to what's going on to then to believe that their government or the the politicians or the way that we're being ran could be running us in the wrong way. And so it's much easier to be angry at your neighbor than it is to be angry at the president. That's true. I mean, I would say the president can't do a lot and the politicians can't because... No, the president is the base of it all, honestly. Yeah, it's, it, it's, a lot of it is, is the way that a lot of these things are organised and that they are from the ground up. They are from yeah. the ground up. Um, I, I always see these kind of, well, this senator was given this, this senator was given this, this senator was given this. But actually, the real reason they can't move against it is because of the groundswell. Like, let's be honest, a million dollars is fuck all in political campaigns. The fact that the NRA has given McConnell 1.2 million doesn't actually mean a lot. The fact that they could generate a groundswell from people on the, on the, um, the actual ground in his constituency that does and so a lot of it is i don't even know if if pointing anger or upset or anything to politicians would really help because it's just that problem where they are fucked as well i guess it's more in the sense of like okay so we're all pitted and we're angry at each other instead of rising up and coming together to really be fighting for that sort of change that we really need like revolutions have happened and have been needed throughout history and we're at a point like america is a teenager within country's age within the way that we are being ran we're the teenager of the countries and so um, i don't know i feel like we're coming to a really big uh really big shift i think there's a lot of people really upset right now yeah, I mean, there's in Germany, for instance, um, you know how um, in the US you get those um, those ads about, you know, these people in Africa are are, um, are are in need of your your money for food and they're living in poverty in Germany. They do the same thing for Americans. They're adverts for American households. That's how Germany sees the US. There are literally adverts because. You spend your money on weapons. You spend your money on military rather than anything else. Now, don't get me wrong. The UK is not the UK is the US of Europe. Like we're we're fucked. But like to be the US of Europe still means we're we're pretty far up the run because we're in Europe. But this is this is the problem. You know, when when other nations start to think of you in that way, what does that say? And like you say, yeah, things have happened to overthrow. I don't think there could be the same kind of groundswell as there have been in the Arab Springs, for instance. I, I don't think that, that could ever happen. Um, it would also call, it would just be unfathomable to a point, but there does seem to be something that needs changing. Now, I'll get on to in a minute how that's kind of happened once before in the thinking of guns. But RJ, I, I, I kind of dominated in and, and uh, there and through my own two cents. I was just... What what were your thoughts as well of what Rissa said? Um, 
I've been, I mean, I agree with a lot of what Rissa said. Um, you know, the last time we were on podcast together, we talked about it being a cult, like you said about North Korea. Like, mm. we talk about American exceptionalism. Comes the world history, it's like, oh yeah, World War II happened and we came and kicked ass. Like, that's world history, right? Yeah. Uh, we lived the glory days. But I've been thinking back on when the shift happened because it wasn't always like this, right? Like I remember when Columbine happened, which is like one of the most famous school shootings in United States history. And um, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. And there was a assault weapons ban in place at that time. But 9-11 changed all of society in this country. Um, and I'm not talking from a militaristic perspective i'm not talking about from a guns necessarily like owning a lot of guns perspective but i'm talking about the fairy tale that is told that you honestly believe that you would be able to stand up to tyranny that the only way you're going to be safe is to hit somebody first is to um you know, there's evil in the world and you're the good, right? Like after 9-11, that's honestly the pervasive thought that has been through the U.S. and has stuck. And that's, and I'm not saying the education system wasn't in a downturn then, but like that's when, that's really when the um, tribalism started uh, as far as, where we are entrenched at each other's throats, not able to make anything work because you can't fix everything. So why fix anything? Yeah. I mean, there's, there was a change in, I think the, the general psyche um, in the U S during nine 11. I think there was for a lot of places. Um, I don't know if I'm as, I'm not as nice as you are about your own country, obviously. Um, there's never been a time in my personal history that I've ever felt that I would want to be safe in America. And that goes um, far, far before um, 9-11. I, mm-hmm. I always find it weird when people talk about a time when America was a place I've never heard that from a British person that I've been around. I have never, ever heard that from any person I know. You know, the usual thing is, oh, no, America's all right, but I want to live in Canada. That I've heard. I've never heard of anyone wanting to move to America. It's never, been, it's never been a thing, ever. I mean, when you look at America, you talk about a country that created a country just so that it could, um, just so that it could, it could create um, a, um, a way to have imports and exports. I'm talking about Panama, of course, because Panama was Colombia, and then you created a country by stealing it from Colombians. You stole a country um, um, and made it part of a state in Hawaii like th- this is not a country that I feel any Europeans feel that much like for you know I'm yes I'm talking from the past hundred years up to now but th- at no point has that really changed and I know there's plenty of people out there that are probably going oh well it's another British person just wanted to hate on an America you make it easy to hate that's the problem and that's the thing that I think people do not get is that why is it that everyone hates us? You're in another country. You don't get to speak on America because you're from another country. 
Shut the fuck up about every other country then. No, I, I'm an American and like, I, like, this is a country that I, like, I love people, but like, there's people in every other country and America is just, it's, America's sad. Like, it's not, if you look on our history and if you like really truly look on our history and you as an American can be like, yes, there was a time that we were great. Um, like, you're ignorant, first of all. You're ignorant because slaves and then women were oppressed for how long? And now we're back to that point again. And so, like, how can you say that there was ever a time that we should go back to ever? Like, ever. And, like, that's the thing is a lot of us young people, a lot of the people that um, do get to see all of this stuff, we understand that. But the problem is I feel it is a lot of the older generation that wants to be like, oh, back in my day, you know, and, and that's 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 what we get to hear a lot. And then back in the day, I'm sorry, you were just ignorant to what was going on around you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like back back in my day. I mean, you get it in the UK as well. That's why Brexit happened. I mean, we're not. When, when I say this, I'm well aware, for anyone out there, I'm well aware that we have a fucked up past as well. I mean, we created you. Um, you know, we have a fucked up past too. You know, you took our religious zealots and our prisoners. And I will point this out to anyone that doesn't know this. Um, America got the most of Britain's um, prisoners, not Australia. America, by like twofold, got most of our prisoners and religious zealots. Um, you know, we we created these things. We created the problem for most things. We created the slave trade. We were the fucking problem. I'm well aware well, of that. I would just want to say thank you for keeping Piers Morgan. I, I wish you hadn't sent that cunt back. Um, just fucking hell, he can fuck right off. And Piers, if you ever want me on your show, bring it on, you silly fuck. Um, you know what's the most amusing thing about Piers, uh, Piers Morgan to the British people at the moment? He he did a massive campaign across the across the whole of um, the UK recently posters up everywhere saying love him or hate him you'll want to watch him he got the lowest rated um fucking viewership of like the past two or three years or something no one wanted to fucking see the bastards fuck off peers get the message um but yeah it's it's just this is this weird thing and i mean the weird thing as well is that certain states in america at different times have been um great like, that's the thing. Certain states, for certain things, have been great. Wyoming, for instance. In Wyoming, before they joined the state, literally told the rest of the U.S., our women vote or we don't join. End of. And this was in the 1800s. Your first governor, the first female governor, or the first, like, not only that, actually, females not only were they allowed to vote in wyoming but they were allowed to hold office in wyoming the first female governor in u.s history was wyoming in like 1848 or something like that it was like it was nelly uh, nelly ross but like you've had states that have got above the focus you've got right we're down the right line and then it gets lost along the way and that's the problem it's part of the problem and i think with america this one is going to be really hated. It's part of the problem with calling the whole of America one country. It isn't. It isn't one country. And it's unwieldy to be as such. That's the problem. Yes, there are countries way bigger than America. But the thing is, most of them are uninhabited. That's not the case in America. Canada, mostly uninhabited. Russia, mostly uninhabited. That's why you can still have a civilization that works together. America is generally mostly populated even the smaller states where there's nothing like montana you still have people there so you still have that 
And that's the problem is trying to make a country when you're a cobbled together quilt seems to be a big issue because there are, of course, um, parts of America where having a gun is a very good idea. Alaska, for instance, you kind of need them with those bears. Um, However, Hawaii, probably not, which is why Hawaii has had no school shootings, at least not in the recent past. Uh, You know, there's a fucking good reason. And that's that's the biggest problem. I was going to, I've said it to you, both of you before we actually turned on the camera, but the one thing, if I was to say to both of you, um, if, you if I hadn't already told you the answer to this, but if I said to you about um, what Britain has in terms of guns, what would you have thought from what you've been told beforehand? Would you have said that we don't have any guns? I wouldn't have said any, but I would have said it's very rigorous, like licenses on licenses to get a gun yeah what about yourself rissa i wouldn't have said anything because honestly i just don't you just don't know that's fair i know that the the general the general idea is that the uk does not have guns i'll put this to bed right now i don't know about um, either of you but i'm a shooter i'm a very good shot on a rifle range i went i went to a rifle range i went to a shooting club for most of my younger years Every every Monday, every Wednesday, I went. I was shooting during the time of Dunblane Massacre. I shot before and after the Dunblane Massacre and continued to shoot. I am a gun enthusiast, which I know in a lot of people in America's idea is just that that doesn't exist. You can't be British, have guns, like shooting. I do. I'm a good shot. I, I am good with hand-eye coordination. So it was an obvious thing for me. I was sent when I was quite young. And... You can still get a massive amount of guns in the UK, but like RJ said, it's heavily, heavily, heavily regulated. It's just, you cannot get them like in the US. It's not possible. You know, why do you want a fucking gun is the first question. Like, why do you want the gun? Which isn't a question in the US, really. You know, here it's like, the first question is, why do you want it? Why do you want a gun? And if you just go, I like guns, you're probably not getting one. If you go, I want to go to my local shooting range, I'm going to be keeping it there. It'll be probably kept there like that. Cool. Okay. That's one good question. That's one good answer. But the only things that are really banned here were the higher ammunition and normal handguns. That's it. You can still have revolvers here, for instance. Revolvers of any caliber are still legal in the UK. You know, if you want to pretend you're fucking Jesse James, you can. Um, an Uzi, 2-2 Uzi, a fucking Uzi is still legal in the UK. This idea that people always throw at the um, at the UK and Europe of like, well, you don't, you guys don't have guns, so you don't know. Yes, we do. We have farms. We have lots of shotguns. We have lots of rifle shooters. I shoot. I used to shoot at, um, uh, there. <laughs> I used to, used to shoot a rifle when I was younger. Competition rifle. That's what I did. That's what I grew up on. But we still have this weird debate, and that's the biggest problem. Is that People don't want to know and don't want to interact with how other countries have treated it. Same with Australia. Australia had a, um, a mass shooting. What do they do? They outlawed the ways that you can get certain guns. They still have guns in Australia because, again, fucking things that can kill you are there. But they have a lot less, the same as we did. And that's the, that's the big problem because the second you suggest to anyone in the US about having regulation, the immediate thing is, you're going to come and take our guns. No one's saying they're taking your guns. If you are able 
if you are mentally capable, if you are not just going to kill everything, if you have somewhere to, to store it, all these things, no one wants to take your gun off you. Because you've been trained properly. You know how to use it. You know what's appropriate for it. But of course, the, the immediate response to everybody else is a good guy with a fucking good guy with a gun beats a bad guy with a gun. No, they fucking don't, because you will shit yourself before you even pull the fucking firearm. And when you do pull the firearm, you up the chances of people getting injured massively. Everyone in. If you go in a store, I've never understood this either. And it's, uh, this is toxic masculinity in my head. If you go in a store and someone is holding up the store with a gun, why don't you let them? Just, just take the money and fuck off. That's that not the police's job? But no, the first thought is, no, I'm going to pull my gun. I'm going to stop that guy. Why? 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 Because if you shoot, guarantee you his hands on the trigger, he's going to shoot back. Um, so now everyone in the store is at risk. Um, you're at risk because your shot isn't perfect. You're not John Wick, much as you may think you are. You probably will freeze. Um, but he now has a reason to try and shoot you. He didn't before because no one in there had a gun. Possibly he's a psychopath, but the likelihood in statistics actually isn't that because it's not a Hollywood film. If he's someone that's desperate for money, he will just take the money and they will fuck off. That's somebody else's problem. In the same way as most fights. But the problem is, is that we have this toxic masculinity that says, no, I've got to prove myself as a man and do something. Why? And that's, that seems to be the biggest um, problem in the country as well, is that this, the whole fucking country seems to think of the idea of, I've got, we've got to be a man and we've got to stop it. And that's, it's just a nightmare. I'm going to let you two both come in because I go on fucking rants forever. So, <laughs> but I mean, is there something that either of you think is at like a root cause or that just needs to change? Or is there, you know, would you like it to see it more like the, uh, the UK or Australia or Japan, which is even more strict, or Finland, which everyone has a gun in Finland? You know, what kind of, what do you think is at the cause? Because it isn't, guns and no. I, that's the thing it isn't guns i know no. that most people most people that, that have similar voices to me will be going what the fuck are you on about adam yes it is the guns no it's not because we have guns finland have guns japan have guns australia have guns put those four countries together and you will not come close to one day of deaths in the u.s so i'll, I'll, I'll turn it over to you guys sorry <laughs> So you can read, so you can't, like, when you get a job, you have to have a background check for most jobs, unless it's like a fast food place, mm. um, you have to have a background check, but you can totally go out in some states and just literally buy a gun just because you like it, it's pretty, maybe it's pink, and you have the power of killing someone in your hands at that point. Who knows? Who knows beyond that, right? And so that's, like, really frustrating that all, all it takes is just going in and getting one because you like it. And um, but it takes more to get a job. Which is the exact opposite in the UK. You basically don't have a background check for any job. Why would we not? Why would we not want to address that and be like, yes, we should definitely be running background checks, especially like, OK, besides the fact that, yes, you like guns. Yes, you like shooting. Yes, I like hunting, whatever. Besides the fact that kids are being killed. Like, why would you not want to address the fact that we are having literal innocent lives that are missing out on a whole lifetime of experiences that they would have had if we would have set those things in place. Mm. 
Why would you not? Why would that not even cross your mind? That's what is wild to me. We have this this inanimate thing, this beautiful gun, whatever it is, and that is more important than a young child who does not get to live their life anymore. Yeah. There's no cap on ammo either, right? So you can buy six, 7,000 rounds of bullets if you can find it. So what are you going to use those for? Um, one thing that all those countries that you listed off have Healthcare. In different ways, but yeah. So, the government takes care of people. It's not people taking care of themselves, right? Like there, and that's to a point. Obviously, like that's no government's perfect, but you try because trying is better than sitting by and doing nothing, and. Every single generation has kicked the cans further down the road in the United States. From the very beginning, from the very founding fathers, they kicked the cans further down the roads, road, whether it be race, whether it be religion, whether it be, you know, whatever it is. And when it comes to health, when it comes to mental health, when it comes to violent gun deaths, they used to be able to sweep them under the rug because... Cell phone videos weren't out there, right? And there were cases of police departments and government officials keeping things heavily under wraps. So it's it's it starts with healthcare. It starts with trying to take care of people. Um, and it's, stop kicking the can down the road. There's no nowhere to kick it anymore. I guess what I'm frustrated with is the fact that, like, it was mental health. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. It is mental health. And you know how much I've heard about it? Not much, sadly. You know what I've heard about? And I don't want anyone to take this way. I'm definitely um, pro-everything. Like, But, like, we hear about pride, and it hasn't even gotten to that month yet. And I haven't heard about mental health. We get to hear about everything going on within the world, and the first thing politicians or someone wants to say is, oh, well, it's not the gun. It's mental health. Okay, what are we doing to address mental health? You want to know how hard it is to get in to see a counselor? And if you are in to see a counselor, you want to know the uh, the gaps in between an appointment? It's very hard to even get booked out for once a month. Yeah. And that's if you've been able to get out there and get in to see a counselor because you do have insurance. Yeah. And the cost is ridiculous. It's – that's uh, – yeah, I mean, so a therapist in London – uh, so there's actually I won't name them because I don't know how open they wanted it to be, but they they have talked about it on their their Twitch and their TikTok. There is someone um, who's talked about this who lives in London, lives in central London. They see a counsellor um, once a month, and it's forty pounds, which is what about uh, fifty sixty dollars. Oh my god. Yeah, that would be great here. That's in London. This is a place where there's just been complaints because of um you know the the houses being over a million pounds two million three million pound plus for tiny flats in the central that's how expensive london is and it's still that's the difference you know we consider that still to be expensive to a point and of course there are more expensive people and everything like that but this was a general place that somebody could find it and you're right i mean i don't like mental health month 
which I've done a whole fucking thing on before, by the way. Um, so you can find that one if anyone wants to go and find that fucking um, rabbit hole. But um, mental health month can go fuck itself um, because it, it allows people to just pretend. Um, <laughs> so it, it, you know, mental yeah. health is all the time. Also, the biggest problem with, me- with um, it being mental health is it's amazing how quickly that changes if that shooter's black or Arabic or anything else. You know, it's, then it's not mental health anymore. Well, make your fucking mind up. It's that's the problem. Is it's, it's the amount of people whose response to things like this was immediately. Um, well, I mean, fucking Ted Cruz is that fucking walking nightmare. His suggestion that basically the problem was that you only need one fucking door in and out of a school. That was Ted Cruz's response. Ted Cruz, who, if anyone doesn't know, is a senator in fucking Texas. Fucking state it comes from. And his response is to basically let all the kids die in a fire, apparently, because, you know, Ted, if you're, if you're watching, that's kind of why we need more than one door, you dickhead. Um, but his answer was to have one oh. door in and one door out. That He's the most vocal one, but that's every Republican in Texas is saying that same thing. Yeah, but I mean, he should. He's meant to. You know, that's the former candidate for president he's meant to be i mean he's never going to be but he's meant to be the one the that has... said the same thing the vice governor like yeah. or lieutenant governor is and it's like i really want to know what their what their response is when it comes to fires when it comes to anything else you know oh we're going to have a the idea that you and the idea you have police at a school is so fucking foreign to to me, just absolutely, I, I I can't describe how weird it is. We don't have like we don't have police at our fucking universities. We have random security guards that are there. Now our security guards are also have to go through specific training that's then fully regulated and it's exams, seat, um, like sit down, written exams and physical intervention to do security. But they're not police officers because what the fuck do you want police around kids for? Like. It's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. And like the, the responses from some of these people is just ridiculous. I actually saw, now this one you may both have something to say on, on TikTok, and I've seen this more than once now, but it's literally the words verbatim were, I don't care how many school shootings there are, no one's coming for my guns. That is... That, it's um like it's I don't even... so banning ARs which is the when there's a massive shooting that we hear about all these deaths it's always done by an AR um well, company but yeah well AR it, it is AR15 right like that's what it has been when you go through all the Yes, I mean that's like, that's the specific company that creates it. AR is just, right. a, but yeah, yeah, it's they, right. I mean, they could stop the production. They could literally do it. The fucking company could do it and change the 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 thing. So banning assault rifles says a seventy percent positive in the United States. Seventy percent people are for it. So which is not going to solve all our issues, but it's a hell of a start. The one thing I'm going to correct purely because I know there's a Republican out there that wants to try and prove it wrong. AR doesn't stand for assault rifle. It's, I didn't say AR. No, no, but you, you, you put the two in the same sentence. I was waiting oh. for someone to respond to it. 
AR, of course, is the company. AR is a type of rifle. I mean, assault rifle is a type of rifle that I am talking about. It is a type type of rifle, but you put it in the same sentence. And AR is, of course, the company that makes them. I can't remember their their full name, but it's the company that makes them. But if the company themselves just banned, like, just said, we're not going to make them anymore, imagine the impact one company could have on gun control in the U.S. One company alone. Adam, give up money. Come on. <laughs> no this is always a fun, and this is the great thing when it comes to like um, pharmaceuticals. America's cynicism to pharmaceuticals companies is always funny to me. So we won't believe it because they're a pharmaceutical company and they're just for profit. And I'm like, yeah, but in the UK, the most you'll ever pay for a prescription is nine pound fifty. So pharmace- pharmaceutical companies over here they're the same because they're international. <laughs> Pfizer exists in the UK, um, but yeah, it's it is yeah. So many people are for the banning of certain um, weapons. But again, banning of weapons isn't necessarily the way to go. It's, it's legislation that effectively creates a ban. Like I say, in the UK, you can get an Uzi still. You know, we can get um, full on, if I, br- I will um, quickly, if I can bring it up, um, I will find what guns are fully fine over here. Um, we've got punt guns, we've got the, um, We've got Uzis, we've got the Taurus. Um, LVR revolver is actually still fine. Um, international sniper rifles are um, acceptable to buy in the UK. Uh, the cha- uh, single chambered Nitro Express 0.700 is fine in the UK. There's several of them. That's the thing. It's not. It's not a, a, a distinction that we have to have to make that much. It's still possible here. Um, and so that's the thing when it comes to comes to banning or or not banning is the legislation kind of has to come with it to make it effectively banned without being banned mm. i always love the, the response you get of like oh well if we didn't have if we weren't allowed guns then all bad people all the bad people would have guns it's like no because how the fuck are they getting them like you don't get shootings in the uk we don't have guns bad guys don't have guns i mean they some of them obviously do but like I don't like I guess I I'm on the same page as you like completely like I don't think that get like just saying oh I'm going to completely ban guns that's going to solve the problem no that's not going to solve the problem we are going to create a lot of really upset people and I feel like everyone should have that right if they are appropriate and I feel like we should also have training why would we not include some sort of training within having the gun like you should have training for that that's your have the option someone you trained in how to use it properly and, and that's the thing even that come with it right because um there's like there's there's chemicals that are released when you shoot a gun so like understanding what comes with it as well i think would be very helpful too yeah i mean japan has i think the best training in terms of in terms of weaponry that comes with it there was an interesting one that i heard the other day where the the way of thinking about a, um, a gun is very different in Finland, for instance, because in Finland, they have national service. Every um, household in Finland has a gun, at least one. But the gun is given to you by the state, by the military, and you're, you keep it after you leave. But there's an immediate different thought by that, because it's not something you just go and get from the 7-Eleven, effectively. It is something you are given by the military as a weapon of war as a weapon you know this is what this is the military has given it to you and so there's an immediate change i think in how you see something 
because well no this is this is from the military the military are there to do this that's the change for, for the finish the the thing that i find so weird is that the inability for you guys to buy alcohol compared to us and yes i know rj but um but <laughs> don't worry there's ways around it adam i can help you <laughs> but the, 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 the weird thing for me is that you can buy guns easier than you can buy alcohol and i've seen americans come over here and find it weird that you can buy alcohol everywhere here so i don't know if you talked about this but there's loopholes in our laws and you can go so it, most states you have a two-day waiting period right of cool two, they call it a cool down yeah. so like you go to get a gun and you have to wait two days before you can pick it up and get it oh i know some you, of can to, you can go to a gun show and you can buy a gun and walk out with it with the bullets and everything you need no questions asked yeah i knew about that one i've seen that one before yeah just go to a gun show it's all sorted yeah it's it's but and the, the fact that you can because you, you can do that before 21 as well can't you you can have a gun before 21 but how, no alcohol no yeah you can get it like you don't ha you don't at the gun show you can find vendors that will not check your id you can get a gun at 16 15 if you look old enough yeah. and pay cash and they'll have done done though and that's yeah it's, you know last time i was on with you like we talked about the cult mm. we say the pledge of allegiance before school every single morning every morning and you have to stand up for it and you you know you hear people who are sitting down not participating in the national anthem over the state of the country because let's be honest we're closer to a third world country than we're anything else like honestly if you want to go by statistics we are a third world country and I had this talk with a good friend last night about how we are a third world country. You just don't think about it because you don't see people without running water. Like we have electricity and running water to a lot, most places, right? But when it comes to infant mortality, when it comes to, you know, maternity deaths, giving birth, when it comes to any of the education, it doesn't matter we are a third world country but because we are only taught about the american exceptionalism because we're only taught um how we are special as a country we're only taught like anything that negatively impacts us is not worth doing anything over right like so if you if you can't correct everything if it's going to ne negatively affect you at all then it's terrible it's evil it's the worst thing ever yeah. And a lot of people talk about the greatest generation is the World War II veterans, the, gener the generation that fought in World War II, and the sacrifices that they made, and that they would do it again. But everybody proved come COVID where you had to sacrifice for your neighbor. They weren't willing to do it. And that, we're probably maybe at 60-40, we're 60% we're willing to do it, but it was a lot and a loud 40% that they made sure that they that you knew what they thought like including your president it's a very it's a very selfish nation that hides itself behind a flag and a military and the world's police 
and all of these fairy tale notions that we tell ourselves because because it's what their parents were told and it's what their parents were told and it just kicked the can down the road even further yeah and i mean the weird thing i find is that i know people find it amusing or whatever in the u.s but to the rest of the world you are team america yeah you're not the world police you're the people that come in and wreck everything and then fuck off like that's (laughs) how you're seen and it is it's it's so strange like that. And yeah, I mean, there were people over here that were against it as well. But I mean, with, with that, with the greatest generation and everything, but not to that extent. And it is so strange. I mean, the whole thing with with the shooting as well, I think the, the, the biggest problem, and we say, the thing is as well, the thing that kind of pisses me off, and I'm sure it pisses you off both as parents, is that we're talking about this as if it's special. And I know that's going to sound really harsh to anyone that lost a child, but this isn't a special occurrence in, in America. This is just today. There'll be another one tomorrow, another one the day after that. You know, this isn't this isn't a, a rare occurrence. Now, don't get me wrong. The mass mass amount of shootings in the U.S. are actually um, suicides, they're, or or they're self-inflicted by some other way. That's the mass amount. In in terms of gun deaths, yes, school shootings are one of the least. However, the thing that is really ridiculous about that is if they are the least in terms of America. However, the number one killer of young children and teens in the U.S. is school shooting. That is the number one way of being killed in that age range in America. Number one. You will get shot. That is not the case. In I feel any other country in the world, unless they're at war, the only other countries you will hear that in are ones that are literally at war with themselves. It's potentially that ca- the case in Syria. But if, uh, if I'm being honest, if you watch Simon uh, Wilson, a British YouTuber, literally just went to Syria. He went through, um, I can't remember which country he went through, but he went to the capital of Syria. That looks safer than America does to me. And Syria... <laughs> is at the bottom pretty much of that list as well, by the way. I don't think people understand what type, like, I don't, it's so bad, okay? So, like, look at the way that we even view homeless people. A lot of people look down on them, and I don't think we understand, like, the homeless people are the state of our country. That is what is, that is what it should be showing us, what kind of state we are in or what kind of country we are in is how many homeless people we have, and it is so many people. It is it's it's you have to be asleep to believe the american dream yeah i mean i'm i will say again uk not massively better i have been homeless twice myself um but the viewpoint i think is 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 the same and i i had i remember when i was talking to someone about being homeless and their response was but you're civilized which does round up the um the way of thinking that i think is a problem um but yeah you do have that and it's it's just it's so strange. I mean, it does seem now the, the Republicans, given, you know, the, the change in law that's likely to come from the Supreme Court, that Republicans or at least certain Republicans and those at the forefront, like Ted Cruz, um, only seem to care about uh, children before they're born. Yeah. Afterwards. No. Another way I, to keep poor people poor. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's it's ridiculous. You know, you can't have an abortion, you know, all those different things around that. But the second you're born, well, sorry. So why, 
such like a huge thing. Oh, I'm going to debate over how a woman, you know, like might have to have an abortion or whatever it might be for whatever reason or even miscarriages. Yes, we know that shouldn't be happening. Oh, pro-life. But uh, what about these kids that are dying just because you want to keep your pretty guns? Yeah. And the, the thing is, is that I, you know, you see, and it's a, a lot on TikTok now, Americans that now live abroad and you get them kind of saying about things that shocked them when they moved abroad. And the amount of people that's going to go, this isn't a debate anywhere else. Like you've got Americans in Germany, in the UK, in Australia, in Finland, in every, and it's just not a fucking debate. Any of it. The abortion idea isn't a debate. I mean, if you flip it both way round, both ways round, and if you say that you're pro-life, okay, if you're pro-life and you make everyone and you say that everyone should have, um, everyone should live by it, but you also think that everyone should have um, some freedom because you know freedom, then you're imposing your idea on everyone, so they have to live by it. If, however, it's the freedom of choice and they impose it on you, you can choose to be pro-choice and or to be pro-life. That is your fucking choice. We have the notion in America that we should be able to control everyone around them just because it's not something that we would do. And, it's still and yet still you're the freest country on earth, according to your own nonsense. Oh, we're the most free, you know, yee yee. No, by no metric is America free. By no metric that I can think of is America free, apart from to buy guns. And that's the problem. That's the only metric in which you are free, is to buy guns. And that's literally... I've seen that response to some people of like, yeah, but you're not free because you can't buy a gun. No, but if I get, do get shot, I'm likely not going to fucking die. Whereas you might because you haven't got the right insurance. Yeah. Like what? And like, that's the thing. That's the most free we are. And like, we're, what are we using those guns for? What, what good are we doing with that freedom? Yeah. And people that say it's, it's self-defense can fuck off as well, because self-defense doesn't make any sense. If you're saying it's self-defense if you're in your own home. Do you lock your guns away from your children? Yes, you do. Okay. So when somebody breaks into your home, do you ask them to wait a minute while you get it out of the locked case? Please. Self-defense, is it? It's every argument. And I mean, Jim Jeffries has talked about this, actually, the Australian comedian. He said there is only one argument. There's only one argument that makes sense about guns. And I will admit that this is me. There's only no, not. (laughs) There's only one thing that makes sense as an argument, as an argument that actually holds water. I like my guns. Fuck off. And as a gun enthusiast, I will do that. Fuck off, RJ. I'm a gun enthusiast. Like, I, this is the thing. This is the thing that people never quite get as well, is that I am a gun enthusiast. I will happily go to a rifle range and go shoot. Love, love it. Because I know how to treat a fucking gun. And I've done this training from when I was very young. I started um, training to be able to use a rifle before most Americans. Um, but that's the only argument that makes sense. All the other ones, what it boils down to is, I like guns. That's what it boils down to. So just fucking admit it. Don't give us the rest of the bullshit. Just say, I like guns. I want to be able to keep them. Because again, UK, Japan, Australia, Finland, all places that don't have these issues where people think we don't have guns, all can have guns if they can prove they're not going to misuse them. Mm-hmm. Every time there's an attack in England, France, anywhere else. Well, it would have been fine if they had guns. We've got fucking guns. It doesn't stop it. We had guns when they attacked Parliament. He got fucking shot. How do you think that happened if the British don't have guns? Especially the British police, who have fucking machine guns when you go to Parliament. Mm. Like, 
it's such a nonsense to have this idea around it. It's so nonsensical. And you know what the sad stories are? Are the ones where the parents don't lock up those guns. And I tell you what, I, in Ohio, I have heard so many of those stories where a child gets a gun that they have no clue of how to use, and they shoot themselves, or they shoot their friends. And that happens way more way more often than I would even like to even say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the guy, the kid I used to go shooting with, we're both saying, we're friends. Um, we shot every week together. We fell out a couple of times. At no point in my mind did I think he was going to shoot me. Yeah. But in America, I might spill someone's beer and have to fucking run for it, you know? Every single time you go to an event with it, actually, honestly, grocery store, doesn't matter. You do check the exits. Right. You do think right, if something happens, where would I go? So lineman, high voltage line tech, power goes out. I go out middle of the night, two p or two AM. It's darker than dark, right? Clouds overhead, no star shine. I'm in an area where there's no lights because that's why I'm fucking there, right? I'm there to put the lights back on. I was scared shitless when I would have to go to backyards. Because I have to open the meter socket to see if there's anything inside that's wrong, to make sure there's no fire, to make sure there's no smoke, no burn marks, anything. That is not a quiet thing to do. And even though I have beacons flashing, they're lighting up three blocks flashing, I'm not going to knock on somebody's door at 2 a.m. Because I'm going to get same thing, gun in my fucking face. What are you doing here? And that scared me, right? As a worker, that scared me. But when I go to a store and I think, you know, what do I have to do to protect my kids when I'm watching a movie with them and I got to think if somebody comes in here right now, how close am I to the exit? It doesn't matter. When I read about the shooting in Uvalde, my words were, motherfucker, do you see there's a school shooting, an elementary school shooting in Texas? And then most people were like, what? Really? Oh. And then, but everybody keeps going about their work, right? Coming the next day, not a single person mentioned it. Not a single person mentioned it. And that's how the, that's, I think the rest of the world are like that. Because honestly, when the school shooting happened, I, it didn't affect me at all. I have to be honest, because I just went, well, that's America. And that's what most of the world did. There's a, so um, a YouTube group over here called The Sidemen actually was watching their podcast where they were talking about it today. And they, were set, they just said, there's just no point I was talking about. Because, of course, it happened. It's America. You know, and they were saying they, they feel scared to fly to America. This is a, you know, these are multimillionaires, these guys. And, you know, the usual thing is, well, if you're a millionaire or whatever, you can protect yourself. These are multi, multi-millionaires. And they're like, shit scares me. I don't want to fucking go there. You know, and that's the thing is that that's how the world thinks. That's what we think. It's that. I think there have been times where there's been outrage and everything like that, but it gets to a point where we're just going to go, it's America. What do we expect from America? It's you a bit like the best, Well, the best thing you can do is what Sky did. Send your reporters to actually ask these politicians questions. Ask follow-ups. Because that puts them on the spot where they have to answer questions instead of just be like, oh, thoughts and prayers, and they get to walk away. Well, Ted like, Cruz did walk away from a Sky reporter anyway. I know. And he's <laughs> a big ass clown that he is, right? Like, 
tail between the legs running away like making these politicians actually answer questions and then like here here's where we are in the u.s we are at a tipping point we are we are there we are at at a vertex doesn't what which way is it going to go we don't know but you have people like alexandria ocasio-cortez you have people like Katie Porter, you have people like, and none of them are in the Senate, right? They're the House of Representatives, Cori Bush. People who are there to make change, who are there to make lives better. They can't do it alone. And the problem is that you get too many people who see the dollar signs that come with it, who see, if I keep the status quo, things are going to be good for me. And those are the people that get elected. And we need more people to help them in the government than what we have right now. The revolt needs to change. You need need the NRA to change again. This is what I was saying earlier about there's been a revolt already, but it went for the bad way, and that was the NRA. Because, so, I mean, most people's idea of the NRA is the current view of the NRA, of being, you know, gun-wielding maniacs, basically. And yes, the NRA, that's what you fucking are. Um, that wasn't the case. That just it was wasn't. Right. It was. It was for for. They were mainly dealt with sports shooting, um, marksmanship, and they were for gun gun rights. The 1968 mm-hmm. gun um, gun yeah. 1968 Act when where they were looking at um, at um, gun laws, they didn't campaign against. In fact, they were they were heavily. Um, criticised by certain people for not being against the gun, um, the guns acts, uh, the gun laws act in '68, and it wasn't until '77 that the revolt happened. There was a revolt in Cincinnati, where the NRA effectively changed overnight. They buried these people into there. They effectively took over the that you. It was the same way that I that you see America taking over countries. They basically just loaded the deck with so many people that they completely changed the direction of the NRA from people that looked for, for gun, um, for, you know, different gun laws and how to protect ourselves only looked really at sports shooting and marksmanship. And they were, you know, they were that side of things to let's just all have guns and do everything we want all the fucking time. And no, you can't take away my, um, my machine gun that has no place outside of a fucking war. Overnight in 77. That's what the revolt in Cincinnati was. They actively went after the NRA. There was a group separate from the NRA that is now the NRA who were seen as fucking lunatics back then who took over the NRA in one foul swoop. The NRA exists. There's an NRA in England as well. There's a National Rifle Association in England. And they look for the safety and everything of guns as the American NRA used to. And there's an NRA in many countries because that's how you regulate your guns. But in, only really in America was it taken over. And I think a revolt has to happen again, but it has to be the NRA. Because until you get them under fucking control, you're screwed. Now, I never, and I, I always, there was always a um, kind of a jokey thing that was mentioned in the UK that I think would work the same thing as the NRA. We used to have a, well, we still do, but they're, they're less in numbers now, um, a political group called the, uh, the British National Party, which is basically a, a bunch of racists. And the comment always was, 
what happens if everyone joins the BNP? You take it over, make it not racist. So why doesn't everyone join the NRA? Yes, you'll improve the amount of money the NRA have. Yes, you'll increase the amount of technically membership and everything like that, but then change it. Do the same as what happened in 77 and change it back. It takes the community. Yeah, and that's exactly what the NRA relies on because they know they can get groundswell. If they make, a, if they make some phone calls out to everybody else, phone calls, phone calls, that's what stops politicians doing stuff, not the money. So the NRA is groundswell. But if that fucking massive majority of people who want gun laws to change just joined the NRA, you could change it. You could revolt in exactly the same way as in 77 in Cincinnati. You could do it overnight, the exact same way. You just change it back. It sounds too easy, but the problem is, is that that's what everyone will then say is it's too easy. Well, fucking do it then. Because <laughs> right now, nothing is going to change while the NRA still has any power. And that's the problem, because you always then end up with the, the same people going, they're coming for our guns. Well, no, they're coming for your guns if you're a fucking lunatic that's going to shoot everyone up. That's when they're yeah. coming for guns. As they should. As they should. You know, that's the thing. I've never understand when people go, they're going for our guns. OK, are you going to go and shoot something up? Do you think you can pass simple tests and do you have any marksmanship? Yes, I'll be able to do all that. Well, then they're not coming for your fucking guns, dickhead. No, the problem is that most of the people, they can't do any of that. So, <laughs> And I'm laughing because it's, it's true. <laughs> all those people that are stating like straight up like why we should not or that, you know, we shouldn't have regulations that you're right. Like that is how it is. They have, they are worried about their guns being taken away because they probably will be. Well, yeah, because they are, they are, you know, well, the thinking when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and you have people say, well, if you, you know, have that involved, I wouldn't have my job. And it's like, well, you probably shouldn't have your job. So yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> you're you're right. If that's your line of thinking, then yes, absolutely. Like that is how it should be. But like that's that's where that thinking starts. That well, if you do that, then I wouldn't have. Well, why do you think you're not good enough? Right? Because that's what it comes down to. Why do you think you're not good enough? Well, I mean, why do you think you fall into that? Sorry. If we look at it simply in terms of marksmanship. So we say that, you know, you've got to be able to shoot straight or anything like that. You know, you can tell America that we can we have our guns and we all we all know how to use them. OK, why have you only won gold four times in the history of uh, rifle shooting in the Olympics? The entire history of rifle shooting in the Olympics, you've won gold four times. Yes, yeah, because all our best marksmen are in the military. They don't have time for the Olympics. We're no, always going the Olympics is full of military officers. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, but just in case there's someone out there trying to think otherwise, yeah. <laughs> most of, to be, I mean, for instance, most of the British athletics team are serving officers. <laughs> like, that's where we get most of them from. Like, some of our best people were military at the time. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, the, that's the thing. Like, if you're going to go on even simple ideas, if you just go, okay, well, we only do it for this. Well, why don't you have champions? Like, there's nothing, there's nothing in any of the rhetoric that says it. I mean, you then get the, the Second Amendment, which is the even more funny fucking thing for me. I mean, it's a document that, that 
was meant to change. <laughs> it was meant to fucking change. I mean, it's, I've pointed this out before as well. Um, do either of you know the Second Amendment? I mean, not like... Uh, right to bear arms by a well-regulated militia? Kind of. So you've done, you said it, but you said it in the wrong order. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Some of the last words in that fucking amendment are the right to bear arms. It doesn't actually say that you have the right to bear arms. It says that your right to bear arms will not be infringed as long as you're protecting um, free and fair militia. Now, the, the thing that also goes on there is if you go to the Constitution, if you go to Article 1, I've got to fucking remember this now, Article 1, Section 7, the um, idea of what is a well-regulated militia comes under the purview of Congress, which means Congress has to decide whether something is a well-regulated militia. On that thing alone, you are then allowed to have your guns. So if Congress is arguing with it, then sorry, but your guns aren't allowed. So I am someone that thinks you should be allowed to have guns, the same as in, in the UK and everywhere else, if you're doing it for the right thing. However, if you're going to throw the bullshit back, which is what I always get from Americans, is the Second Amendment, then you can't have your fucking guns. Because what they're talking about in the Constitution, according to the amendment, and again, Article 1, Section 7, go fucking check it, it actually says that... Um, the national, basically the the um, what do you call them over there? The national um, national guard. National guard. That is your well-regulated militia because they are organised and secured by Congress by the right. government. That is who is allowed guns. The reason you were given them is because they wanted they they basically told every household to have guns because we were after you. That's not the fucking case anymore. In fact, every time you come up against us in war games, we beat you anyway. So that's not really a concern. Um, so, you know, what's the fucking, what's the deal? Why hasn't it changed? It's nonsense. To think that our country should not change anything upon what we decided back in the day. And right to be better, to grow as a, as a, as a society is to, to make change. Why would we want to stay the same? Yeah. How do you that? Yeah. It's it's this idea. I mean, the they fully knew, the founding fathers fully knew that or fully believed that it would be changed at the time. They said about this. I mean, Jesus Christ, go and watch the watch. Fucking hell, you don't watch it. Go and read the Federalist Papers. Thomas Jefferson, who is a founding father, talks about hey. all the things. You know you're talking to Americans, right? You oh, just said read. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure where, where you're thinking okay. I'm reading is, but it's not too fucking high, let's be honest. Um, you know, that it's just, I mean, again, this is, this is, a, this is a point that comes out in um, a, comedy, a comedy drama about, you know, where you are in reading and, and everything like that. But actually, you know, people always have this as they go to, you know, the Constitution. Okay, I own a copy of the Constitution. I read it. What about you? Every single person out there. I own the Bible, Adam, and I read that. That's my constitution, all right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that the King James Bible? Because that's the only one that I why, read. Why would I 
read, Adam. I can go to Facebook or I can go to the you, news. I won't know. James and the ECV. Uh, the AESV. I also, however, have copies of the Quran and the Bhagavad Gita and various other things because, you know, education is a key thing that is also the main difference between America and most of the countries. But that's when the problem. You laugh. <laughs> it's, and that, that's the thing. I, I have this. I've, I've done, I did that for, for Comic Effect because I've had that from people and that is my response every time as well. You know, it's, I can quote the Bible in sections. And my my brother is a method is a Wesleyan Methodist minister, you know. I come at me with that. It's fun, but it doesn't change anything. In fact, if if Jesus was around today, he certainly wouldn't be holding a fucking gun. Um, Tell you that. <laughs> you know. Well, he'd be in the Middle East, of course. So he certainly wouldn't have a gun. It's safer over there. Are we letting our children being be killed? That's kind of like what the fuck. What the fuck? Yeah. This is the thing. It's, it all comes down to, and this is the thing, every excuse, it's an excuse. Basically, if you're using an excuse to keep your guns in the same way that they are now, if you're saying Second Amendment, no, 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 all this bullshit, or the usual one nowadays, which is you're not American, therefore you don't get to say anything. Why are you coming up with an excuse to allow you to kill children? Because that's what it is. That's got to be what our comeback is from now on, right? Yeah, no, it has to be. Ultimately, like, that's ex- that's what excuses are, and it's, it's it's very sad that people are okay with, like, just spur- like spurting off all of these things as to why it would be okay to keep them, but not as to why that, that parent had to lose that child in the worst way possible, like, yeah. such. Not expecting it. They didn't know. What if they had a really shitty morning? What if their kid was taking forever to put their shoes on? What if they accidentally yelled at their kid because they just they were running late to work and they had the worst morning with their child and that was the last morning they ever have with them? Yeah. There's Make no... sure you behave in school today. And then that happens. I'll see you after school. I'll pick you up. Yeah. Well, it's, it was actually brought up... Um, that same TikTok I was saying where that, there's an American saying, what do you think, what do you think of us? Um, and there was another response that I saw. And it was actually, I actually saw it just before I came into this podcast. And it was a British woman saying about what we think about you is when I take my kids to school every morning, I worry about whether their teacher is going to be in a good mood. I worry about whether they're going to get lunch. I worry about whether their friends are going to be um, there and they're going to be able to hang out with them. I worry about whether they're going to be able to do the work. I worry about whether they're going to have a good time at recess. I worry about whether they're going to be upset by someone else. But I never worry about them coming home alive. And that's what we think about America. And that was what the woman that I saw was saying about it. This is a parent who's, you know, when she, she sees that, that's what she sees. That's the difference. Is that at no point is there, a, is there an idea in anybody other than American parents' heads of your child coming home alive. I mean, both of you, as we said at the beginning, are parents. How does that thought come into your head of that my child may not come home? And like, because it's, it's a weird thing to process, I think, for anyone outside of the US that's even in your head. But is it in your head or is it more in your head or has it always been in your head? It's absolutely been in my head um, ever like I'm only 26. Right. And so I am young like and we were definitely trained like because of Columbine. It's always been something that's been in the back of my head because that is what I grew up 
knowing. And so therefore, like sending my, like, I don't even want to, like my son is seven and my daughter hasn't even started school. And I'm at the point of just like, nah, why would I send my kids somewhere that I might lose them? And they're not even getting the best of education there, sadly. Like our education, I don't even, that's a whole other thing. And so like, no, it's been there. It's always been there and there's no sense in it. And I'm sorry to anyone who uses an excuse as to why it should be as a parent. I don't care who you are. Even if you are a parent and you are defending this, uh, that's even worse. I'm sorry. It's even worse because the the thought of losing my child in that way, just, I would do anything. I don't care what it took. Like I would be, I would literally burn every single gun and destroy every single gun if it meant that my child be, would come home safe. And I would put up every regulation, even if we don't ban guns, I would put up every regulation to stop that from happening because that is what our children and our society deserves. Hmm. Audrey? Um, it's something that I've thought about after they were born. Um, I don't think about it every day that I dropped them off. I, I did obviously this week. Um, on Friday, my youngest had a bad morning, and he's only two, two and a half. <clears throat> he likes to tell everybody he's three, but he doesn't turn three till August. And uh, he had a he had a rough morning and didn't want to go into his classroom. And so some mornings I'm in a hurry, so I pick him up and I give him to the teacher. I know it sets it up for not a great day, but the teacher understands. But this time I just sat with him. And I asked him, what do you want? And it turned out he didn't want crackers in the morning. He wanted raisins. And so we went down to his backpack and got his raisins. And he walked right into the classroom after that. But I was more patient because of this. Because I know he's not, he's two. He's not going to be quiet. Mm. Yeah. You know, my four-year-old is not going to understand what's going on. He thinks he can still do karate chops to bad guys and, you know, strangers. And seven-year-old wouldn't even understand or grasp the concept, you know? Like, sitting for long periods of time because sometimes, like, it takes a long time to maybe make sure a situation is safe. So these, I don't know, like, I get that 100% to think that your child could be quiet. It's just silly. Kids aren't, they're not going to be quiet. And this is the problem with with drills as well, because drills yeah. make fucking sense. I've, I've, I, so I used to have this at, when I was at school with fire drills, when they would literally tell you off for running out and you had to be in a queue. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but if there's a fire, I'm we're not staying in a fucking queue. Like we may be British, but fuck you, we're running out the fucking door. It's actually a problem that happens in a lot of different places. Its um, biggest issue is in um, with aeroplanes, when there's a fire in an aeroplane, because the people they get to take part in the how quickly you can get people out of an aeroplane when there's a fire are university students. So always fitter, younger, healthier, who will just fucking go out because they're getting paid and getting a meal. They don't get 80, 90-year-olds, people that only have one leg. They don't get these people. In the same way, they don't do it in the reality of a school shooting. Because you wouldn't want to scare the children, would you? And that's the real reason they don't want to do it like that. Because then you have to show them the reality. That's when the kids were... Because at the moment, it's, it's a bit more fun. It's a bit like during the Cold War when you had duck and cover. 
Ducking cover's not going to fucking do anything. Fuck off. You're not going to get protected from a nuclear bomb under a, under a wood, a pine wood fucking table. That's the mental. But it was a bit of, but it was kind of made fun. You know, oh, well, let's get under here. In the same way the school shooting um, drills are. But that's not the reality. And that's the problem. Because you know full well that in reality, the kids would run everywhere, as they always do. You try and keep them quiet, but they're fucking primary school. Well, elementary school kids. I remember drills that I wouldn't. Man, that was the time we were out of class. You can chit chat with your buddy next to you. What do yeah. you mean? Quiet. Yeah, the, the idea, the fucking idea that you, that's such a weird, the idea that you, like, like I say, it was fire drills for me. Like the idea that you have drills for fucking active shooters is so weird to anybody else. And the thing is, the problem is, is that, like I say, the majority of people that watch um, the YouTube channel anyway, I don't know about my Spotify, I don't check it, or the Amazon Music, is American, um, the percentage-wise. But um, to anyone else around the fucking world, we just look at this and go, what the fuck are you doing? What that's, is this? That's how it should be viewed, and everyone in America should be viewing it that way, but um, we're, uh, we're all asleep. And it, it, Red, white, and blue cotton. All right. So I was talking to someone a couple weeks ago. I had training, um, and I stayed in a hotel. And uh, I was talking to someone about going to visit Italy, right? And I said, uh, they said, well, aren't you a little worried with everything that's going on over there? And I said, what are you talking about? Well, Ukraine and Russia? No, that's not that's not very close, and uh, anywhere safer than here right now. <laughs> Even parts of Ukraine are safer than here right now. My my response to that would be: Are you worried about Honduras? Like you know, the 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 the, the, the murder capital of the world is Honduras. It's that's two that's what five countries away. You're not worried about Honduras? Like right. what the fuck? It's a continent. <laughs> I'm like, you do realize that. Like mass shootings, that's in America. That's not anywhere else. She's like, yeah, I guess so. But you just hear on the news about how it's so dangerous at the places. I'm like, yeah, that's so that you don't go anywhere. Like, that's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, when when Ukraine when the Ukraine war started, for instance, um, I was in Hungary, which is one country away from Ukraine. <laughs> I was fine. They were coming up to an election. I went into Tesco's and I went and had coffee in the mornings and I was chilling out, went to the um, the market in the center of Budapest. Um, you know, I, I, I was good. I was in Hungary when it was happening. In fact, I went back to Hungary after the war started. And I'm currently looking at whether there's any good trips to Krakow at the moment, which is in Poland. Like... One country over isn't a fucking problem. Let alone look at Costa Rica, for instance. It's surrounded by fucking death zones. And Costa Rica is massively safe. Yeah, I, that's, that's, the that's the thing. That's what people believe. That's what they make themselves believe. It's you know when we're talking about a revolution too, like, and we had this discussion off camera about how America's seen as capitalists and competition, and it's not. It's not. And uh, the workers of this country, honestly, that's where a lot needs to happen. That's where a lot of change needs to happen. And it's just a lot of people that don't understand, well, 
I don't get, you know, I don't flip burgers, so I shouldn't, I should make more than $15 an hour. Yeah, you should. Like, okay. I shouldn't ask for better health care because, you know, those people over there don't have better health care. Okay, so they don't have something. So that means I shouldn't have it. Like, what sense does that make? Are they going out at 2 a.m. and touching 7,200 volts to make sure that, you know, this hospital or the school has power? Like, no. So why shouldn't I have better health care? But, like, that also raises their health care, that we get better, they see what can be, and then they get better. This is also the cult thing as well, is you have some of the worst internet in the developed world. So your ability to even look at things, you know, and this is one of the few things you did invent, kind of, after um, we gave you all the information. Al Gore did something, right? Um, is the internet. Well, right. I'm going to back up Al Gore here. He was actually part of the development team. Like, he genuinely was. He always, everyone always beats him up for it, but during the time at which it came out, he genuinely was part of that. Like, he was, that's. He did work with it. He didn't do it single-handedly, but still. I mean, it was after um, we gave you the stuff after the Second World War about computers, um, and then you you pretended that you made them, and we're like, we we did that. But anyway, um, but then you created the internet. Alan Turing is an honorary American. All right. (laughs) Alan Alan Turing did make some comments in his life about America, but they weren't very nice. Um, (laughs) So. you know, you create the internet and you still have some of the worst internet and most expensive internet in the developed world. Like, That's the, I don't think people understand, like, that the news, especially, like, during wars and stuff, was used to, like, blind you, kind of, right? Or to persuade you to believe a certain thing. That's what news or journalism But we want to accept it as cold, hard fact. And we turn, That's what I don't get. And the, the, the fact that you don't have good internet, along with everything else, is is the reason it's harder to, harder to be educated over there. I mean, you have books that are regularly fucking um, banned. Like Sophie's Choice is banned in, in a load of places fucking because it's too sexual, apparently. I'm a fucking... And Frank's fucking diary is banned in most places in America because... One of the reasons is because she's disrespectful to her parents. Fuck the fuck off to whatever school boards decided that was a good idea. And Frank's fucking diary, which is probably why you have a fucking Nazi problem in America, because you do. Um, Like, the fuck? The fuck? You know, and the thing is, the rest of the world plays fun with it. You know, um, we have a a YouTuber over here called Nicola Milana, who went over, this is a black guy, who went over and basically did a piss take interview with the leader of the KKK this is how we treat your country he literally went over there and just did a piss take pretending he was from the BBC and just basically just took the piss just took the piss out of him and put it on YouTube for the entire world to fucking see and this is the thing this is how we this is how we view you guys And it's and it's quite and it's when people always go and, and the thing is is that if, like with racism with everything people go oh yeah but there's problems in other countries and yet you see all Amer- then Americans come over to the rest of the world and go yeah it is a problem but yeah not not really like what the fuck is this like it's it's weird I mean you're gonna see it in a, 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 a English you're gonna see it in a little bit RJ I mean obviously you've you've oh. been 
for anyway. But you'll be back abroad. You'll be over in Italy because I'm coming to I'm coming to have a coffee with you in Italy. Um, yeah, uh, and, I'll, and I'll be in Bulgaria before that. Again, quite near to Ukraine. Um, so, <laughs> like, you'll see the difference. Now, I mean, Italy has a lot more problems as we've talked about off, off camera. But you know, the, the I don't worry about getting shot in Rome. Um, I don't. I don't worry about the only way I'm getting shot in Italy is well, it's not technically in Italy. It's the Vatican City. Is if I'm in the Vatican City and I run at the Pope, then I'm fucked. But other than that, <laughs> I'm good. You know, and th- this is this is the thing. It's just not a thing. And th- like you say, it's education. It is education. It's base. It's education in America that needs to needs to change because until education and the ability to to view the world changes. You're stuck in the bubble of America's the greatest country in the world. No one else has freedom. No one else. And it's like, the fuck. I mean, there's that there's that line from Newsroom. Why is America the the most the it's like it isn't. It just fucking isn't like lists off all the countries that have freedom. And it's still amazing. You still get it. You still get responses online from Americans going, you're not free. You're just you just think you are. It's like I can literally think of. 20 different ways that we're freer like it's i don't see america as free you're not you're not free you're not even actually recognized as a full democracy because of certain reasons you're not a full democracy you don't actually even elect your president that's the electoral college um you know how the fuck are you a country this is going to, this is going to get me hate from america for many americans watching this but i don't fucking guess um <laughs> what the fuck it's this is the problem at the base of education. If that changes, everything else does. But the problem is, is that if you if you want an education, you're going to get fucking shot again there. This is the fucking problem. You have to change education. But when you want it, you get shot for wanting education. Yep. Where you go into so much debt that you'll never be out of it. Yep. Yep. It's, yeah. I've had to I've had to uh, confront it a lot, right? And I'm confronting it from multiple angles because my two boys are half black, so I'm thinking about it from the racial perspective and everything else. And I know that education needs a change. I know that healthcare needs a change. I know that. All of this has to change. The cans can no longer be kicked down the road. But it's just you paralyze yourself with hypotheticals. How? How can I? What can I do? It takes that. You know, I've voted in every single election since I've been eligible. And I do voice my opinion and try to, like, I was an Elizabeth Warren stand. I'm still an Elizabeth Warren stand. I think Elizabeth Warren is the right path, right? On the right path, at least. Um, I just don't know. We just need a lot of people to light a fire under their ass to help us change it because it's the people that stand there and say, well, I can't change it, so I'm not going to do anything, and that keeps us where we are. Regular people change the world. One one person can change the world. You, you, need, you need to stop idolizing people like Elon Musk, who's a grifter. He lies about everything and then just gets... That piece of shit. 
I, I don't yeah. understand that the the fanboy around Elon Musk. I really don't get it. He's a grifter. He's always been a grifter. And I don't I don't understand how people can deify these tr- billionaires and trillionaires. They fuck people over every place that they can. That's why they're so rich. I know the best way to get to anyone in, in in America is, as I said earlier, is just to remind them that he's African and not American. Because then oh, well, we can't have that. We can't have that. He's 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 not American, so there must be something wrong. With you know, it's just the baseline for everything just needs to change. You know, one person can change everything. There's always an idea that one person can't change everything, which logically, if anybody ever thought about it, logically doesn't make any fucking sense because not you don't have 300 million people think of the exact same idea at the same time. One person thought it first. Mm-hmm. If, for instance, you're a Christian, Jesus thought of it first. You know, at some point, someone had the idea first. One person changes everything. One person can always change everything. So if you are someone out there and you want to get involved in politics, fucking do it. Look at, um, you know, um, Cortez. She she was, what was she, a fucking barmaid the year before she got elected? Um, I was a politician in the UK. I was an elected politician here. I was a university student when I got in, when I got, um, when I got elected. You know, you can fucking do it. You can do these things. It's not outside of the realms of possibility by any means whatsoever. But you need to have civics classes need to be fucking properly done. You need to learn in those civics classes about the law, about politics, about um, sociology, anthropology, gun ownership, everything that actually makes a civics class real needs to happen. Those education needs to be there. And you need to have regulation actually comes in that people actually listen to because without it at the moment as we said earlier all you're doing is looking for an excuse to, to shoot kids and that's yeah. that's it you you're if you're, if you're defending it and you're looking you're looking for an excuse to shoot kids and it may not be you that pulls the trigger but you're a part of it yes you can you're hear- the reason that they can it's, it's as simple mm-hmm. as that you know you're the reason they can you can still have your fucking guns, you know. I can still go. In the, actually, in the county that I live in, in, in England, I can go 20 miles down the road. There's a, there's a rifle range down there. I can go and shoot. I just don't like the guns there. And I, like I said, I like guns. I like certain kinds of guns. I like pretty guns. All the things that we have a go at, I, I am one of them. But I, well, isn't, isn't 20 miles down the road across the country? So are you sure you want to go there? Really not, no. Um, 20 miles down the road is not across the country. Several hundred miles I'd have to go to go across the country. Um, but at 20 miles down the road, I can do it. I could walk across this country. I'm going to do a 300-mile walk in July, and that's, like, across the country. Okay. Uh, 300 miles would take me to the Midlands in, in England. Okay. So we're talking north and south, and I'm talking east and west. East and west? Uh, east and west, it would be... Actually, I need to check now. I want to know this. Um, I want to know. But it's, I mean, it's certainly not that. Um, 15 miles. I mean, it's about the same. Whatever. Okay, miles. Uh, are you, are are you sure? sure the big thing about gun ownership? Is it is there. 300 miles. I could do it in 10 days. That's what that's I'm doing. The, that's, the width, that's the width of the UK. But yeah, I mean, I could go to, I could go to a, a shooting range um, nearby, but I don't like the kind of guns they shoot. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I regularly look for um, rifle places that I can go and shoot a decent gun. 
Um, but I wouldn't keep it here because if somebody breaks in, they've got a gun then. No. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck would I want to keep one? Why the fuck would I want a gun in my house? Like the same reason that the kitchen is the back of my house. They need to get past me in my office first. I don't want them in my kitchen because the kitchen has knives. Um, <laughs> so, and also for anyone out there, any Americans are going to come back at me with that. But a Britain has a knife problem per capita. UK does not have anywhere near as much of a knife problem as the US. You have more than double per capita. So if you need that spelt out, that means according to the percentage of the population. So it's evened out. The US has more than double the amount of um, knife attacks than we do in the UK as well. So it's not just a fucking... You have more, Adam. That's right. Exactly. But usually the comeback to anyone in the UK is, well, you have a knife problem. No, you have a fucking Fox News problem. Um, <laughs> that's what it's, you have. It's not, just, it's not just Fox News, but yes, it is a news problem. But Fox News is the ones that started it, though. <laughs> there is a reason why my generation watched The Daily Show for our news intake. Because it was the most truth that you could find in a news program. But they did more research. They did more research. John Oliver does more research than most things. I mean, yeah. you know, what my, my favorite fucking thing recently is John Oliver effectively holding senators to a hostage by because they, they did. Um, they were talking about how you can easily um, get people's data online completely legally in the in the US. And um, John Oliver fished a load of information completely legally in Washington. And he knows that several, at least three or four of them were senators. And he just went, if any of you are wondering whether we have your information, maybe you'll want to not vote that this is going to be going to remain legal then. Because we have an envelope with all the information in. <laughs> it's like, we know who you are. I love that. Because it's just, that's more research than Fox News does their entire time. The amount of times Fox News says stuff, and we just take the piss out of it in the UK. Like Russell Howard, who's been on... Um, uh, Colbert a couple of times um, not called Colbert but you know what I mean um, and he in the UK has a has a TV show um, and it, a lot of his a lot of his show is him with a Fox News clip and then taking the piss out of everything they say because every single part of it is wrong because they're talking about the UK and like you know there's parts of London you can't go to because you're going to get stabbed bitch please <laughs> I'm going to be fine in every part of London Far safer than I'll be in any part of America. By, but as we've seen, by 33 safest to 122nd safest. There's no part of the UK that is less safe than any part of America. And Hawaii, because I don't think we should include that, because, you know, that was some uh, that was a US ambassador that got out of his depth and took over a fucking country. So and then it became a state. So Hawaii, maybe not. Hawaii tends to be more... We needed the pineapple. You are sorry? We needed the pineapple. You know what happened? I mean, uh, <laughs> Hawaii is fucking weird. Hawaii basically got, got taken over by a load of um, white... Hawaii got the shaft. It was, white, it was white Hawaiians, basically a load of Americans that moved over to Hawaii, been born in Hawaii. They then took over, got the help of the U.S. ambassador to take over the country, take the queen off of the throne. And then um, it got officially backed by the um, by America to um, bring it into um, and into its protectorate. Even though under the at the time, 
the queen was actually the queen of um, Hawaii was actually friends with your president. But then when the new president came in, they took over and then it's how, it's how it became a state in America. You did it was a non-bloody war, but it's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. Um, sorry, I only answer every question no one ever asked. But you, when you do stupid shit like that, America, you know, this is why we look at you weird ways. Um, but <laughs> I think we've covered a lot of different stuff, and I've certainly gone in rants. Um, so it's, it's, look at what we did with Afghanistan. It's in a much better place than it was. I mean, I definitely can't speak on that, because Britain did the fucking thing with you. It was one of only like four countries in Europe that said, yeah, we'll join you. Um, I think us and a couple of others. Um, we, yeah, I mean, we fucked over Afghanistan, although you and Russia did it first back in the day. So, um, <laughs> but then everyone has. I mean, we fucked it up before that. And then it was fucked over by others before that. It's, we constantly do it to every part, of, every part of the Middle East over there. We're constantly going in and out. And that's the mindset. That's the mindset that we can just do that. And the UK has, this, has a similar mindset, let's be honest. But it just doesn't do it that often. Um, it just doesn't take that power that often. But the US does. It, and that's the mindset, that we can do it. And it's, it's how fucking January 6th happened. Because we should be able to do this, because this is the way we think. You can't. It's not a reality, you know. And that's just, that's just the truth. Um, like I said, I think we've covered America, fuck yeah. Come and save the motherfucking world, yeah, man. Full on Team America. That, I mean, that is, that is your representation of the world. There will be some that disagree with me around the world, but, you know, you know, the, the main supporter of Donald Trump, for instance, in England, was Nigel Farage, and he's one of the hated, most hated politicians in fucking British history. So, um, <laughs> has the thing there. Um, was there anything that either of you wanted to, to kind of say or conclude on? Because obviously... I am well aware that I tend to dominate a conversation because I go very ranty, but I don't want either of you to not have said your piece, um, especially given that you are the parents and you are American. And so if there's anything you want to say on how it's affected you, how you think it's affected the country, anything like that at all, please do before we finish up. Um, Riss, I want to go to you first. Yeah. So um, as an American, if you were an American listening to this, uh, if you get angry about any of the things that we've said and you're a person using said excuses, um, you really need to just kind of be reexamining where you're coming from. Are you coming from a place of empathy where you care about the person next to you because that's what we should be caring about because it's another life? Or are we caring about something that we find fun as a hobby, right? Not comparable in any sense. And so if you think... If, if that's where you're at and you're getting angry, then you should really be readdressing why you're angry. Um, we can only respond because of our perception, so you really need to just do some self-evaluation. And I hope that you can come to terms and work on that and grow and evolve as a person because that's what we need in our world and in our country. That is the only way that we can change. And if you are a part of the people who agree and who are here and we, are, we want to make change and you just don't know how to, like, just... Please, like, just figure it out. Like, do some research. Kind of, if, if you don't know what to do, maybe even reach out to other people. Hey, what can I do to help make some change? If you don't think that you're capable or, you know, you're, you don't think that you're good enough, everyone is good enough. And all it takes is one more person added to the big community of people that we really need to make the change. And coming from a parent stance, I have two little beings that definitely deserve to have a life 
not worrying about if they go to school that they might get shot. Like my son, my son is seven and he knew about a school shooting where other kids were killed. My son knows that death is real. That is a part of it. So that's, it's just been a part of our life. I lost my mom. And so he knows it's real. So that can become a whole new anxiety for him at only the age of seven. And that's not fair just because you want to keep your guns. So I guess just, we have a lot of change to make. And if you don't want to be a part of that, then you need to step right the fuck out of the way. RJ? Um, if you're one of the people who wants to make change and doesn't know where to start, go to runforsomething.org and look and see if we can run for local school board, local city council, be a mayor, it doesn't matter what you start with, but they'll give you the resources to be able to start on that path. Runforsomething.org. We need people who are actually going to be there for their neighbors and not people who are there to make a quick buck, not people who are there to further their own interests at the expense of everybody else. <clears throat> You know, I should have the ability to want to be a better parent because it's what I want to do. shouldn't have to want to be a better parent because it might be the last time I drop my kid off at school. I, uh, it's, it weighs heavily. We are desensitized. We're part of a cult. We're a third world country. We're the laughing stock of the world. It didn't start with Bush like we think it did. And it goes way further back than that. The problems that we talk about today were problems back in the day, even though the old generation says that they weren't. They were. They just didn't know about it because the information wasn't available. If we want to see a better society, we have to be the change that we want to see. And it starts with how we treat that person next to us. We can make we can make our kids' lives safe. We could. If we tried. Don't be scared to try. Yeah. So obviously both of you are parents, so those words mean a lot more from you than they could do from myself but i have nieces and, and nephews and everything else the idea that i could ever have heard that they weren't coming home because they'd been shot is so strange to me the last time there was a mass shooting um or again a massacre in britain i was 11. i am now nearly 40. That was the last time it happened. I wasn't old enough to really be an uncle at that point. So, you know, I I'd had nieces and nephews, but I wouldn't even, it wouldn't have thought, I wouldn't have thought about it. And it didn't really, I wasn't old enough for it to register properly. Unlike, um, as you say, Rissa, your child, who knows what death is, knows what shootings are. At the age of 11, I didn't really. I was shooting at the age of 11 as well, and I had no real idea. And that's what it should be. Kids shouldn't have to know what death is at the age of 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven should not be a reality for them. Knowing death should just be what they've seen in Die Hard. It shouldn't be a reality of what they see at the end of the street. Um, and there are ways to change that. As RJ said, there are you can run for local government. I I ran at the university and I won. I beat an incumbent who was from the largest party in the UK. I beat him by a few thousand votes. And I was nobody at that time. I was a student um, political person. I have, a, you know, at the time I, I had my degree in politics, but that was it. So you can all do it. Cortez has done it. So many people can do it if you want to step up to it. And if you can't, that's okay too. Mothers groups, parents groups, whatever they are, join them. Join them. Talk about it. Because until you do, this is going to keep happening. And the problem is, is I can go back 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. The conversation that we've all had here, it's been had before. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it's been had before. Every single time. And almost every single time, the same discussion has been had. The only difference in that would have been that 30 years ago, we had handguns too. That's the only thing that's changed because we we regulated and we no longer have the massacres. Okay, guys, thank you very much, both of you, for joining me. Thank you, anyone that has got to the end of this. Um, firstly, have a cookie. You deserve it. Um, and uh, thank you so much. I'm not too sure who our guest is for next week um, because I will be planning a trip potentially to somewhere that apparently is a war zone, according to friends of RJ's. Um, but I will be back with a, a, a new guest next week. Thank you, everyone that's joined us. Thank you again, both of you. And we'll see you again next time. Thanks, everyone.